Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. It's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. Just put your hands. Somebody scream. It's open to open your mouth and begin to pray the Holy Ghost.
faithful God is the God that we serve. Thank you, Lord, and we are so grateful because our God is good. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, mighty Lord, faithful. God, we serve. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Joshua. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Well, shalom. Shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's power. Brother in Christ, Brother Elvis Zapata, with another Bible study. Thank you, Lord. In two dream revelations that I received this past week. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother, that I would like to share tonight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's important that we share the dream from the Lord because, hallelujah, when they come to pass, when you share a dream from the Lord and then they come to pass, it's just another confirmation that blesses people, that blesses our life to, hallelujah, see it come to pass. And that's what it's all about, seeing the, the, the work of the Lord in action. As I share with a brother today that when the Lord, the Lord healed me, when the Lord Jesus uh, created in me a new liver, a new heart, new lung, it was a testimony for the doctor more than just me saying, I believe in God, I believe in the Lord, I believe God can heal me, but where, where is my proof? How can I prove that my God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that God heal me? And my greater proof is having the Lord create a new liver in me, having the, the paperwork from the doctor that I had a liver problem, you know, and that now I will have to eat different, I will have to change my, my, my life, you know, by the doctor recommendation and take medication, and then praying to God to, hallelujah, I pray to God to heal me, but then God said he could create a new liver in me if I believe, and I did, and God did so. Then going back to the doctor with the evidence now, the evidence, the undeniable evidence of his healing, where the doctor can go and check, make sure, hallelujah, and see that, my liver was like new, unexplainable, unfathomable proof, undeniable proof. And that, that is what it's all about. My brother and sister, that our God is real, that our God can make the, the impossible possible. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And this is how we can show that our God is real. Because no one can see him. You know, and if some of us, God allow us to see him, then how can we tell the world that he's real? And it is by the proof of what God does in our lives that we can show how great, how awesome is our God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the Bible, Exodus 10, okay? My two dreams this week from the Lord has to do with our nation uh, coming into darkness, let it be by EMP or by the economy falling, 
the fact, one of the facts that the Lord confirmed to me this week was that the reason why we were in darkness in my second revelation is because there will be a judgment that will cause this. My brother insisted, shalom the Lord's servants. And that made things more clear to me because I, when he gave me the first revelation, I, you know, I didn't know the reason for the darkness. I heard a sister that was an EMP. I didn't know, but then the Lord uh, revealed to me the second revelation, which I'm going to go into both. My brother and sister, it was darkness. Darkness, darkness, darkness. Our nation going to come into darkness. But both revelations, both, I believe, have a different from each other, which I'm also going to share tonight. I'm going to go into the Word, then I go into the revelation. I'll try to give as much as detail as I can. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So again, going back to Exodus 10, when God speaks to Moses about darkness. The Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand toward the heaven. And let, let me play this from an audio that can help us. Thank you, Lord. Ex, ex, the darkness that can be felt. The Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth Moses his hand toward heaven, toward heaven toward and there was a thick and darkness a in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be stayed, let your little ones also go with you. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us, there shall not be an hoof be left behind, for thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God, and we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more, for in that day thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well, I will see thy face again no more. Thank you, Lord. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. It was a darkness that it can be felt. And that's interesting. My brother and sister, but the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. So it did not affect the children of Israel. It affected the Egyptians because this judgment is not for the church, it's for the world. It was not for it was not for the children of Israel, it was for Egypt. The same today. So that's where we have to know and understand that what God meant for the world. For the wicked, okay? God will not judge the wicked with the righteous, as Abraham prayed. He's not going to uh, bring the judgment on both the same. Even when we're here, we're still protected under the shadow of the Almighty. And that's important to know. My brother and sister, in the last days, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And to explain this a little better, uh um, we see the plagues in Revelation 16. That's where we're going to go because there's also a darkness similar to what happened in Egypt 
during the great tribulations that's going to come upon the earth in Revelation 16. My brother and sister, I thought we to listen to this. Chapter 16. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. The first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art, and wast, and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his great kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So there you see that also darkness came during that time or comes during that time, my brothers and sisters. Amen. And then all these evil are released upon the earth. The angel put out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and the kingdom was full of darkness. They gnashed their teeth, tongue from pain. So during this time, 
when all this evil is released upon the earth, this darkness that come upon the earth, this pain also come upon them, my brother and sister, which is now nothing is by coincidence. I believe it's all by confirmation out of the word of God by the decision and evil wickedness choice that they're making before the Lord their God is that this is happening. It's not the will of God for anyone to perish, my brother and sister. But it's what the decision that they are making before God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So just as you see the confirmation, Isaiah, shalom, brother Miguel, Isaiah 60 now. Chapter 60. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy son shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall shew forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee, the rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud, and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually, they shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee, and all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an eternal excellency, a joy of many nations. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the Gentiles, and shalt suck the breast of kings. And thou shalt know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For brass I will bring gold, and for iron I will bring silver, and for wood brass, and for stones iron. I will also make thy officers peace, and thine exactors righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's all when the Lord, after the darkness, there's going to be a change. And the the darkness is significant. In my first revelation, the darkness that I saw, it was the Lord takes me in this great tribulation 
But this time, I'm in my glorified body. And I come into the great revelation, and I'm visiting this family in this building, and I notice they have no power. They, they have no electricity. And they would try to, um, with the technology left behind, they would try to heat themselves up like a solar panel, but it was not working properly. And with gas, but practically they have, I noticed that all these empty containers, they have used practically everything they can get their hands on, my brother insisted. And it was so impacting to me because then how do you help them? I know I was there to help these families. And the best way I can think of is by preaching to them, encouraging them. Because I can see how desperate people are and how much in need of things they are. But now it is not about physical, material stuff. If you find yourself in a situation where you had all these material, television, radio, car, home, cell phones, and all this stuff that people have today, in the Great Tribulation, they find themselves without these things. So they cannot depend on these. They cannot pick up the phone and call a family because the cell, cell towers are down. Everything after nuclear weapon goes off in the nation from Russia to here, from here to Russia, and the whole world is a mess. Okay? The whole world is a mess. There's no communication because all these weapons have destroyed everything by this time. And so people are living as best as they can. I knew this was about maybe three years, between two and three years in the, in the Great Revelation. And things have begun to be in the worst. My brother insisted. I also noticed that people did not, people that were in these buildings did not want to come out of these buildings. And know that I knew that in other occasions I've been shown werewolves and beasts during this time. But where I was, no, no. I didn't hear no werewolf, I didn't hear no beast. But I'm sure in the darkness outside there were other things, but I was not focused on that. I was focused on the family that needed encouragement, that needed support. I even said, let me see how I can help you. Let me go to other places. Let me try to find some gas. I noticed that I was in my glorified body, and I was moving really fast. And so I was going around quickly because I said, you know what? Stay with your high because I noticed there were mother with children and practically entire family, some of these children was only seven and eight, nine, 12, 14, 13, around those ages. And it's like the great tribulation caught people by surprise. And now is what do you do? What do you do? Remember that time when the Lord showed me a family, husband and wife, goes into the great tribulation with a daughter and a son. And all of a sudden, these beasts come to kill kill the mother and the father. And the two children, the, the older boy, grabbed, grabbed the sister and ran away in high. And then the Lord showed them to me years after. It was like a year after. 
that clothed them with tears. They were, they were older. Yes, they were older. But now they have learned how to hunt, look for food, and hide. Hide, hide is your priority in the Great Tribulation. Hiding is like if you find a place to hide where you can stay away from the beast, you can, because werewolves, yes, they're very damaging and beasts. But their intelligence is not there practically. I believe that once they change, they can think straight. The bees can still think, but I don't think that they're using much percentage of the brain that people are using now, is what I'm trying to say. It's not like they can sit down and write a letter. You see, it's it's limited amount of brain that they're using. Okay, they can still look for people, they can still talk to people, but their intelligence is not more pointing to human, but more to beast. Although they can still talk. It, it, I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to tell you in regard to the beast, but it, it's, it's not all, it is not all there, people say. Okay, so this family, I asked them to come with me. No, 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 no. And they were hiding under, under the bed. They were locking the door. They had a mattress behind the, the entrance of the room where they were hiding. I noticed they were hiding in the closet. And they were putting, like, mattress in between. It looks like they find out, you know, these mattresses that had all these wire inside. Okay? When the, when the werewolf comes, if you can put these mattresses in front of your closet door... And somehow with a rope, hold it tied to the closet or hold the, the through, um, put the rope through the mattress and pull it into the closet while the beast is trying to get, it looks like the wire of the bed for some reason. I don't know why. I guess it's because it has springs, very strong springs. It can, it, as the beast tried to tear, because you can see the tear on the mattress. So that means that the beast would try to, break through the mattress to get to the people. But because these werewolves are not thinking, they're only hungry for me. They got a great appetite for me. As you can use the mattress as a protection, they they don't get to you easy. So I noticed that. Because this family was still alive. And there were many as I went through this building on several families, I can see several families still alive. And to me that was a little shocking. That was still so many people alive. It's like people find way to stay alive. Okay? And I guess someone figured out that the werewolves, they don't do good when you use this mattress as a protection, especially the one that had uh, spring. And mad or spring inside. And so as the world, the word goes around, then other people start using it. And this keeps people alive. Okay, I don't know if the bees don't try to fight the mattress or it's something that, you know, they don't try to fight the wire. I guess the wire is might be hurting to the finger. I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's really good protection. And the word goes around in the great tribulation with people. And then a lot of people stay alive using that. The mattress, the key mattress especially, and the queen mattress as a protection. So you don't think about sleeping in there anymore. Okay? They become like a shield to you during the great revelations. 
So having your bed around, it is a great shield for you to protect against werewolf and beast in the Great Tribulation. So keep that in mind. Pass the word around, my brother and sister, because I saw that, and it works. People use it, and it works. They don't think about sleeping in those mattresses anymore. It's in, they, they sleep in the floor fine, in the closet fine. Uh, at least if they get an hour or two of sleep, it, it, it's a lot because a lot of other people don't get to sleep. And it's very hard to go on with your day without sleeping. Very, very hard. And that's another thing that people keep watching the Great Tribulation very well, well, I notice. Everybody share the watch at night. For some reason, the bees like to come at night to attack. During the day, it seems like they don't attack people very much. It's just during the nighttime hours. And that's, they know, I believe, that's when people are supposed to sleep. So then people share the watch. They say, okay, you watch this hour, we'll get some rest, and then I'll watch the next hour, and they, they share the hour. Okay? This time, people don't think about much going to the bathroom. They do wait for a certain time to do whatever they need to do, but they know that everything is messy everywhere. So I also can see that people try to go in the bathroom, even in their bathroom floor, whatever they can hide. So it, it, it's a different time, okay? You are trying just to stay alive. That's what people are trying, my brother and sister. So that revelation, that was my first revelation last week that I wanted to share on Sunday, but for some reason, since I was still praying about it and wanted more information, because when I went online, sister said that the reason for the diagnosis was an EMP. So I was like, okay, so I was still praying about it. And this second revelation now, this is a, a little farther to where we are now. And I knew this. This is the part that really touched me about the second one. Because now in the second revelation, it's not in the great tribulation. It's before the great tribulation. This one, the bright is still here. The country goes into darkness. And this revelation, I was allowed to ask the Lord, why, why is the reason, what is the reason why our country goes into darkness? And then the Lord revealed me here in the revelation that it was a judgment that he brought upon the earth, upon the United States, that brought this country into darkness. It was not EMP. It was not that the country went to war with Russia or China. This time, God assured me that it was by judgment, a judgment he brought upon the earth, my brother and sister, like an earthquake. And that brought darkness upon the earth because it, it, it ruined Remember that our country are being run, our power system is still being run by nuclear plants, okay? Hydro, uh, electricity, and, and coats, coats plants that, are, that they, they use to, to run these uh, uh, a generator, electrical generator. So three things that they use right now, they use solar, but it's like a 3%, very little. My brother and sister. And so is that, if we get a power outage, solar is not going to help because it's tied to the grid. If the grid goes down, solar goes down. And then wind power, which is like maybe 1% or 2 So it's just not enough to run any city or any state. What we have in solar, my brother and sister, wind power. So it's, it's a complicated system right now. And 
when the power outage goes, when an earthquake comes, then it's worse. At one time, I knew in a dream that we had to move away from North Carolina because there is a, a, a nuclear plant here in North Carolina, but that's near the beach. It's about 400 miles where, where I am. Okay, but it can still cause um, side effect of sickness and different sickness, vomit and things like that. Because I remember in that revelation that the, the, they were warning people to move away even from the mountain where we are, although we're so far from it, that to move to go to other state away from North Carolina because the nuclear, like it happened in Japan, give you an example, okay, that people will be getting sick from the nuclear uh, radiation and the air and the water, even in the food, that they didn't know the level of contamination. This, was, this information was coming from the authority here in the state. And so they were recommending that people will move or go to another state, that for people to leave the state, which was surprising to me. Why are the authorities telling people here that because of this, radio, of this chemical plant leakage into the leak into the air, into the water, that we needed to leave the state. And then I remember Japan, that when they had that nuclear, uh, that tsunami that caused that nuclear earthquake and tsunami that caused a nuclear leakage, leak, and, and, and it contaminated so much the water and so much, and people actually abandoned Japan completely. There's people that left Japan that have never returned since that happened. About three, four years ago, my brother insisted. So this this was happening here in North Carolina, and I was surprised by it. And they were saying they were giving people to come back two to three years. It's exactly what I heard them saying. Radio and television is what I was saying. People can return to North Carolina two or three years. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I knew also that that will be some time during the Great Revelation. But it's not something for the church to to expect. And if, if you're thinking to stay behind the Great Tribulation, you will have to move away for two or three years. But if you're going home in the rapture, you don't need to worry about that. Okay? Those that are going home in the rapture will avoid these um, difficult times that are coming. This is why we're encouraging people to be in daily repenting, seeking the Lord to be going home in the rapture. Because if you're planning to stay behind, then things are going to change. In the great revelation, things are going to change. My brother says, I believe that is between the two and three years into the great revelation that these things will uh, here will, will begin to happen. My brother and sister. So this time now, as I started sharing, I saw the power outages. And the Lord said it was by judgment. And so I was putting extension from my solar battery into the house to run whatever we could, like microwave, stove, um, you know. And, again, yes, you can cook with, uh, with gas, okay, but how long can you, can, if because this I knew, how long were we going to be without power? And the answer was to the foreseeable future. Not anytime soon. 
Because remember, the whole country being affected by an earthquake, it, it brings bringing the, the cell phone tower, most of them. I mean, if you have a few still on, but then they have to, let's say if 80% of the towers are down, even 40, just not to exaggerate, even if 40% of the cell towers are down, that still creates months and maybe years of restoration. Why? Because this tower now, if the towers are down, that means main highways and streets are, needs to be repaired. It's going to take them months and years to repair the, the months to repair the highways, even years to repair the local street, and then to to repair completely the tire the towers will take them more years. So I knew in the revelation of the Lord this time that to repair the internet, to repair communication, was not going to be until the foreseeable future. Okay, I knew this. And this is the part that now I've seen it twice as a confirmation, I believe, my brother and my sisters. And it's something that we're going to need to figure it out, okay? Hand, CB radio and ham radio, okay? That's why I had asked Brother Ben to come over tonight. I believe he was not able to come. But what I'm saying is CB radio and ham radio, we need to have on hand. We need to store it away, okay? Have it stored somewhere in your shed, in, in your basement, in your closet. Have a CB radio, ham radio, because that is that is a practical uh, way to communicate with other people, my brother insisted. Because if you cannot use your cell phone, okay, how do you ask for help? How do you call for help? Okay, you can only yell so far. You can only scream so far. So, ham radio, CV radio are a really good way to have them have it with the, with the antenna. Make sure you get them with the antenna. Right now, they are cheap. What happened when all these towers are down and there's no communication? What do you think is going to happen with the price of CV radio and ham radio? It's going to go through the roof. Now you can find them affordable very soon. They're not going to be affordable. Okay? They're not going to be affordable. The price is going to go through the cloud, as they say. And so now is a good time to store store on this two-way radio, CB radio, hemp radio, and we can find channel 19 is basically for emergency trucks, for the truck community. We can... We have up north, it was channel 17 or 18. Those are the two channels that where we put it out for the people. Say, hey, brother, let's let's choose channel 17. And let's make that our channel. And, and, you know, I can set up a tower, a base for ham radio, CV radio. And then people can come across the state, across the state. Okay, when the, when the, when the, Weather is better, and you can talk to me through there. You can communicate with one another, my brother and my sister. So I'm putting this information out there because we're going to be setting one. I'm going to be setting one in my house, a base, that can capture the signal from different states. 
Because I know there will be people traveling up here. Things are, are really going to get harder in other places. Because there will be other places highly affected by this earthquake. You know, we're not here to criticize people. We're not here to criticize states. We're not here to criticize countries. We're here to inform people, okay, of what will be happening in certain states, like California, Chicago, and those different states, because they are the ones the Lord has been showing us that will be highly, highly affected by this earthquake, practically completely disabled. And then what happened, as the Lord showed me with people, some people will grab a back, put it on their back, and walk away. Where are they heading to? So it's good to have that person that you know, that you can go to, family, friends, where we can gather together. And that's what we're here in North Carolina and Nashville, to gather together, to help one another, to encourage one another. So, you know, this is why the Lord brought us here for this, Lord, Lord, as we say, Lord's our community, okay? Because we're going to be working on helping one another. As much as we can, coming together as family in the months to come. So in this revelation, the Lord was clear to me that this is only months away. Months was the word. Months was clearly revealed to me that this is away from us right now. Months away. That this is, we cannot say this is years away. This is months away. How many months are specific? It was that was not revealed to me. But the Lord, in this revelation, as as I was crossing extension to the house line, horses line to the house, water line to the house, and as we would try to help ourselves, our family, with whatever power we can get from the solar power, solar panel, the battery. And, you know, we, we, we're going to do with whatever we have, okay? And, you know, we had, my brother insisted, a few things for emergency here that we're going to use that other people maybe have none. And up here in the mountain, I believe that the Lord has shown me we'll be protected. We'll definitely be protected. But this is what the Lord showed me back in, in Massachusetts about 16 years ago, that it will come to this situation he showed me back then in order when this judgment will come and, and our regular uh, life, normal life will change completely. And then the Lord showed me that we will come together as a family and help one another. That's before, he showed me this before we came to North Carolina. I was in Massachusetts. I remember when the Lord showed me this, that this will be the exact time when judgment will come and would cripple the, 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 the grid, our system, our city, our states, our government, will be so limited. It's not like you can call your government and say, say send that FEMA assistant to us, because that will be also very limited. Imagine our, they, they themselves cannot get a sandwich for themselves. 
They themselves cannot get a bottle of water for themselves. And how can you be on the phone calling them for help? Okay? Because they're going to say, I haven't been ate, I haven't ate for days, they're going to say to you. What are you going to say to that? Try to get some food, you know? There's no delivery. There's no this and no that. And so basically that's what that is. It's, it's coming with the months the Lord showed me uh, this morning. Such an emergency that is only months away where a whole country needs the, the will need so much help. I don't know how many other countries will offer the help to us because there's a powerful judgment coming that's going to bring us there. And the only way I know, see, the, the reason why I have so much question and confirmation to the Lord is because the Lord has shown us this years ago. And the question is, when, when Lord, when? And we've been waiting. But the Lord is letting us know now that we have come to that place, time, that this is very close. In, in the confirmations of the prophet, the dreamers, the, those that have been revealing dreams and revelations are there. That no one can say, oh, you know, how come the Lord has not said this to us? No. There's been so many words of the Lord saying that these judgments are here. That we're about to see what he's been speaking to his prophet for years. My brother and my sister. And people can feel that, sister said. Okay? People can feel in the spirit that this is close. That what's, what's holding it? Why is the Lord still, you know, holding this back? But now the Lord is saying to his prophet, not anymore. He's not going to hold it back. It's going to come. And it's just months away. Months away. I knew I had to clear my spirit from the Lord in this revelation that this is months away. And then everyone, it's an emergency. Everyone will be having their own emergency, my brother and sister. But as we read through the word, before the children of Israel leave Egypt, before Pharaoh can let them go, there are three days of darkness that can be felt in Egypt, my brother and my sister. Here in Joshua, they mentioned darkness in Joshua. Listen to Joshua 2. Chapter 2. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap, like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth a stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Before their face the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march every one on his ways, and they shall not break their ranks. 
Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent, and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land, and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army, and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, with his face toward the east sea, and his hinder part toward the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up, and his ill savour shall come up, because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beast of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the ears that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my Spirit. And I will shew wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Thank you, Lord. You notice that the key there by the prophet of the Lord is darkness. That when these things are to come to pass, darkness will be on the earth. Okay? And not just Joel, also the prophet Amos. Chapter 5. Hear ye this word which I take up against you, even a lamentation, O house of Israel. The virgin of Israel is fallen. She shall no more rise. She is forsaken upon her land. There is none to raise her up. 
For thus saith the Lord God, The city that went out by a thousand shall leave an hundred, and that which went forth by an hundred shall leave ten to the house of Israel. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Ye who turn judgment to wormwood, and leave off righteousness in the earth, seek him that maketh the seven stars and Orion, and turneth the shadow of death into the morning, and maketh the day dark with night, that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name, that strengtheneth the spoiled against the strong, so that the spoiled shall come against the fortress. They hate him that rebuketh in the gate, and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. Forasmuch therefore as your treading is upon the poor, and ye take from him burdens of wheat, ye have built houses of hewn stone, but ye shall not dwell in them. Ye have planted pleasant vineyards, but ye shall not drink wine of them. For I know your manifold transgressions, and your mighty sins. They afflict the just, they take a bribe, and they turn aside the poor in the gate from their right. Therefore the prudent shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you, as ye have spoken. Hate the evil, and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Therefore the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord, saith thus, Wailing shall be in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas! And they shall call the husbandman to mourning, and such as are skillful of lamentation to wailing. And in all vineyards shall be wailing, for I will pass through thee, saith the Lord. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord! To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion, and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark, and no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offer me burnt offerings, and your meat offerings, I will not accept them, neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy vials. But let judgment run down as waters, and righteousness as a mighty stream. Have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? But ye have borne the tabernacle of your Moloch, and Kion, your images, the star of your God, which he made to yourselves. Therefore will I cause you to go into captivity beyond Damascus, saith the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. Thank you, Lord. There it is. There is confirmed by, by the prophet, prophet Amos. Nahum also talked about it. The Book of Nahum, Chapter 1 the burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum the Elkishite. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth, and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind, and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea, and maketh it dry, and drieth up all the rivers. Bashan languisheth, and Carmel, and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world, and all that dwell therein. 
Who can stand before his indignation, and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. But with an overrunning flood he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. What do ye imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time. For while they be folded together as thorns, and while they are drunken as drunkards, they shall be devoured as stubble for Fully dry. There is one come out of thee that imagineth evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. Thus saith the Lord, Though they be quiet, and likewise many, yet thus shall they be cut down when he shall pass through. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. For now will I break his yoke from off thee, and will burst thy bonds in sunder. And the Lord hath given a commandment concerning thee, that no more of thy name be sown. Out of the house of thy gods will I cut off the graven image, and the molten image. I will make the grave, for thou art vile. Behold, upon the mountains the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace. O Judah, keep thy solemn feast, perform thy vows, for the wicked shall no more pass through thee. He is utterly cut off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you see the confirmation through the prophet that darkness is a key sign to the change that are coming upon the earth. The darkness is a sign. Here's the prophet Zechariah. Zechariah. The book of Zephaniah, chapter 1. The word of the Lord which came unto Zephaniah, the son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hizkiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will utterly consume all things from off the land, saith the Lord. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of the heaven and the fishes of the sea and the stumbling blocks with the wicked. And I will cut off man from off the land, saith the Lord. I will also stretch out mine hand upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I will cut off the remnant of Baal from this place and the name of the Kemarims with the priests and them that worship the host of heaven upon the housetops and them that worship and that swear by the Lord and that swear by Malcham and them that are turned back from the Lord, and those that have not sought the Lord, nor inquire for him. Hold thy peace at the presence of the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand, for the Lord hath prepared a sacrifice, he hath bid his guests. And it shall come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice, that I will punish the princes and the king's children, and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. In the same day also will I punish all those that leap on the threshold, which fill their masters' houses with violence and deceit, and it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord, that there shall be the noise of a cry from the fish gate, and an howling from the second, and a great crashing from the hills. Howl, ye inhabitants of Mektesh, for all the merchant people are cut down, all they that bear silver are cut off. And it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles, and punish the men that are settled on their lees, that say in their heart, The Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Therefore their good shall become a booty, and their houses a desolation. They shall also build houses, but not inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards, but not drink the wine thereof. The great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and hasteth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man, shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men, that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. 
for he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Thank you, Lord. You see that howling, that's the transformation from human to werewolf, that the howling will come out of these people during the Great Tribulation. God, this is 3,000-plus years prophecy about people being changed into werewolf. The howling will be heard. This is all on the, on the vengeance of the Lord, which the prophet said earlier, it will not come without darkness. My brothers, here's Paul speaking to the Thessalonians. The Epistle of Paul, the Apostle to the Colossians, Chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as he also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you, that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, 
even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Here's a warning from the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians. That was the Colossians, now Thessalonians, that we be not in darkness. Chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Here's the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Peter in the second letter, warning the church that if God did not spare the angel by reserving him in darkness. This is a warning to the church. Chapter 2. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness 
shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forgotten the right way, and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Here's the Apostle John telling the church that darkness passed. That means that darkness is not going to prevail. It's not going to be here for too long. Because as Daniel said, that the kingdom of Christ will be established forever, my brother and sister. The First Epistle General of John, Chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and shew unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, 
that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not with us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Chapter 2 My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that an antichrist shall come, even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it 
and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that every one that doeth righteousness is born of him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the darkness is a sign, as the prophet Micah said, that the day of the Lord comes with darkness. So there is a change coming. We know that Jesus is about to come, and there's going to be darkness coming, and there's going to be change coming upon our world. Darkness cannot prevail over the light. Jesus is the light of the world. He's in our lives. So changes are about to come to the earth whether people, believe it or not, are ready or not. I noticed that seeing people struggling and thinking that why did this came upon us and why is it that, you know, they, they're going through what they're going through. Basically, if they ignore the preaching of the gospel, if they ignore God's people's, um, God's message through his people, if they refuse to read the Bible, then they find themselves questioning all these things in the great, before the great tribulation and after. Like, we'll get, we're going to get a three days of darkness, like in Egypt. And to the Egyptians, it was very confusing. Darkness was very confusing. My brother and sister, losing the firstborn to die because the angel of death went killing. Now, during the three days of darkness, there will be beasts released up on the earth, killing people. Shalom, Sister Wendy. So the question will be, to the hum with humanity will be why? Why is this, this happening to us? Why are we going through this? Why are we fighting the things running for our lives? And all these questions are going through them without basically anyone explaining it. Because remember, the, the Lord takes his church, glorifies his church, send his people out to preach out to the, to the nations. And they're going to peculiar chosen elected people that God wants to speak to. I heard a testimony, a sister said, that she saw herself, the Lord sent her to preach, and she called these people, and they came around to listen to her. But she noticed they had no choice when the church get their body glorified. 
people, when they see the glory of God and the church and their glorified body, as Jesus said, at the last trumpet, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. People question that. Why is this person looking this way and having this power? And the, and the key is, oh, glory be unto the Lord. But that's when the church takes the opportunity to, to, to pray, heal people. God uses the church to heal people. Missing arm, growing out. People that cannot speak, you order them to speak. The demon leaves. All kinds of sickness people are healed from. Miracle, signs, wonder, happening instantly. This is when the Lord said that when we ask, we'll receive right away. Because the Lord says that to one of the prophets, when they would ask, when my people would ask, the time is coming, I would answer them quickly. And those are the days that are coming. Those are the days of the revival that we will pray. God will immediately answer. People will immediately see the miracle, salvation, whatever it is that they need. God is going to do it right away in the moment we pray. So right now, we're being prepared for that. This is the calling upon our life right now. God has chosen us, elected us since before the foundation of the earth. For this final work, the reason why we're still here is because we've been chosen, we've been elected, selected for this kind of work, this transformation, this revival coming up. My brother insisted. And the Lord is talking to his prophet about sending us out to evangelize. Final pouring of the Spirit of God. Revival. Reviving the death to come back to life. And the way he's going to use, it, use us is to glorify our body. Because then it's direct communication with that in the Lord. When the Lord changes your body, transforms your body, and send us out during the three days of darkness, we have, we'll have direct. And it's not that we don't have direct communication with the Lord now, but how many people can hear God now, see the Lord all the time? You will be able to. You will be able to communicate with the Lord instantly, hear him instantly, see him instantly, receive his answer instantly. All this happened during this revival. So you don't need to listen to no program. You don't need to listen to the Lord's hour after the revival. You're listening to the Lord. The Lord said, go right, my daughter. Go straight. Go right. Go straight. Go right. Go straight. You'll be listening to the Lord. He'll guide you to all truth. Okay? you have the Holy Spirit. You speak to him. The Lord for the Lord is the Spirit. And all this is what's coming in this revival. Then once the Lord reaches out to people, we come back to the Lord, okay, Lord, and the Lord says, you may go home. That's it for the church. The earth will have a final experience of the power of God. My brother insisted. In Egypt, during the three days of darkness, what did they experience? They experienced, there was something Moses did here, which I titled the program tonight. My brother and sister, in darkness, Exodus 10, 21, the Lord said unto, unto Moses, stretch out thy hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which we may be felt. Exodus 10, 22, Moses stretched out his hand toward the heaven, 
And there was a thick darkness in the land of Egypt for three days. And the people, here's the title, and the people stood far off. Okay? And Moses drew near unto the thickness where God was. Mahaprabhu insisted. You see the difference in, in obedience and relationship with God? Obedience and relationship with God. When you know God, when you have that inner daily communication with him, and you're in daily repentance, okay? And you know God and God knows my sheep, hear my voice, and they follow me, Jesus says, jump in. Then when you know it's the Lord in there, people see the darkness, what do people do? They stay far off. They still far off. Okay? They cannot tell specifically that God was in there because they still far off. What did Moses do? You see the difference? What did the man of God do? Then the people that they now have that communication with God. And right now here, the, the children of Israel, these people that instead of coming closer to God, still far away from God, just, this is a type of when Adam and Eve sin, what do they do? They hide. They heard the voice of the Lord and they hid. It's a type of fear and shame, my brother and sister, before the Lord. Moses had not this problem. Moses did not have this fear and shame. Moses heard the, the love of his beloved one. And he followed the voice of his beloved one. He went closer to him. I am my beloved, my beloved is mine. Okay? Moses went straight to the Lord. He went near. He, Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Okay? My sheep follow my, hear my voice and they follow me. Moses said, I know my beloved is there. I know my God is there. My Lord, my God is behind the cloud. And I'm going straight to that cloud. The other people, oh, wait a minute, stay far off. Hey, you, you, be careful. You see, this is not what God wanted from them. But this is how they behave. And they're backsliding. To these, I show you, in one Bible study I did, I show you Israel backsliding behavior. Okay? Ungratitude to what God did for them. Because there's a gratitude in our heart, in our relationship with God, what we say, God, thank you. But there's an ungratitude heart with the person, instead of coming closer, it pushes it far off. It moves away. No gratitude. No thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. You see, with God, in this backsliding Israel here, did not enter the promised land, as I show you later on. It was the same people that stood far down. They had this ungratitude heart. These people that would not thank God every day for what they received from him. But when they did not receive what they wanted, what they were looking for, they murmur and they complain. I've stated that when people are backsliding, they murmur and they complain. Remember this. Because if you find yourself murmuring and complaining, it's a sign of backsliding. And gratitude hard. 
my brother and sister, in Israel, when they find themselves in this state, instead of repenting, they continue to go on every day for 40 years. And for 40 years, what did God say about them? What did the Holy Spirit say in the book of Hebrew about them? He was displeased with these people. And God swear in his rest, they will not enter my rest in his throne. They will not enter my rest. Because you cannot receive, Jesus said he will vomit them, actually, in Revelation. The look one, he will vomit them. These people were being vomited by God. That's why the test that they went through, where you see them 20,000 falling in one day, it would test that instead of raising them to higher spiritual level, was bringing them down to hell and not closer to God, but to hell. My brother and sister, when the snake was biting them and thousands was perishing, it was simple a test. They got themselves in disobedience. Those that repented, the God says, Moses, make a snake of, uh, of bronze. Put it on the stake and raise it up. That when they look at it, which represents the Christ, the feet of Christ, the feet of him, my brother said, was stepped on the serpent. And when they will look at it, they, they will be healed. Which Jesus, Jesus used in his preaching, that as Moses raised the serpent of bronze, so would the Son of Evil be risen upon the cross. But upon the cross, you didn't see the bronze on Jesus. But when Daniel sees him, he sees it. Where did you find the bronze? You find it in the Ark of the Covenant, in the tabernacle. You find the bronze, which represents the Christ, the feet of Christ. My brother, who that steps on the snake, the serpent, and smashes the head of the serpent. Hallelujah. But it's our healing. It's death to our enemy, but it's our healing. It brings our healing. My brother insisted. So if one thing Moses did, when Moses was positioned by God, this is all about position in the Lord. This is why daily repenting is a must to any Christian. Because it positions you in Christ. It positions you in God. When Moses was standing, some of the people had to drop their body after being bitten to look at the brown snake. It was not in favor of their position. Some people drugging their body, they die in the process. And you cannot say, well, God was being unfair. No, because it took faith to get to what Moses was, position, with the serpent stake up in the air. My brother and sister, like type of Christ in the cross. And it took a lot to get there. And many died, thousands died, who did not have the faith to get to where Moses was to look at the, the serpent of bronze and be healed. It takes faith in God. This is the work of faith. And this is why you see people, some rising and some falling off. My brother and sister, some rising, some departing to heaven. 
finishing the race and departing and some falling away in this race because it's faith. It's all by faith. And we're going to get there by faith through Christ alone. My brothers, we need to depend on the Lord every day. Jesus said to his disciples, without me, there is nothing you can do. So it's very important that we understand that this is a work of faith daily. And the moment you begin to doubt, find yourself like the children of Israel, and murmur and complain, get on your knees and cry out to God and say, God, please forgive my backsliding. I repent of my backsliding. Some people might say backsliding is a spirit that gets into people. It may some feel like they don't need to pray. They don't need to read the Bible anymore. They don't need to talk to God. Suddenly, I'm brought today. I don't remember the day that I went to bed without praying. Because I understand now that going to bed without praying is backsliding. Well, that looks at me. Yeah. It's, it, it's part of praying backsliding. Because your flesh doesn't want to pray. Doesn't want to fast. Doesn't want to do this, all that. I, brother, I had a brother ask me, Brother Elvie, I used to listen to you on the program, the Lord taught, but I cannot anymore. And I said, why? Because you're always talking about repenting and, and the Lord Tower. Brother Elby, I don't steal. I'm not unfaithful to my wife. I don't do nothing against anyone. I try to help people as much as I can. So I don't need to be unrepenting every day, he says to me. And I said, brother, our own nature is sinful. Thoughts, bad dreams, evil dreams, evil thought, evil word. We sin through our eyes. Our action, our hand. My brother and sister, there's so many ways we sin with our lives. And those sins are serious of any sin. Any little sin is the same to God of any other sin. Which are responsible for and we need to repent daily. Because we sin daily. This nature is a sinful nature. It's a fallen nature that will end this body. Hallelujah. So he said, he didn't agree with me that we need to repent every day. Well, Jesus began his ministry calling out people to repent because the kingdom of God was in hand. After Jesus left the disciple in the book of Acts, the apostle Peter with the 12, with the 11, the 12 called the people unto repenting before God, before worse days will come, Peter said. And then the apostle Paul also began to call the churches unto repenting. He began to explain the importance of repenting. So this New Testament in all, which I found verses in the old repenting, we are called unto repenting before God. So how can people say we don't need to be repenting? When we sin so much, how can we justify our sin? When the Word of God teaches that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from one righteous, the blood of Jesus justifies us. How can we, I apologize, justify ourselves? Now, when we repent, we, we are telling God, help us. And let the blood of Jesus justify us before you. And that's what it does. My brother, my sister, very, very important we understand this. And that we don't look forward to justifying ourselves, but repent and let the blood of Jesus justify us before God. That we may have a chance to go to heaven, go to eternity. 
and be with God. Cleanse yourself from one righteousness. Keep us ready for the rapture. Because it's a cleansed, purified, holy bride that Jesus is bringing home in the rapture. How is that possible for a man and a woman to be holy and righteous? That can only be done through the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus is put to the churches can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is why repenting brings the blood upon our lives, brings the cleansing, the purification, and it makes us righteous, right standing with God in the day that are coming. My brothers, that's why Paul calls in the Thessalonians, the church, not to be in darkness. Now, the apostle, Luke, Jude, one of the last apostles in the book of Acts chosen after Judah killed himself, my brother and sister, called the churches now into knowing that the angels are falling, that left the first state, are now held into darkness. Darkness here can be a prison. In the Great Tribulation, people are going to experience the prisons of darkness for seven years. And no one on this earth is going to be pleased. Listen. The General Epistle of Jude. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally, as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. 
These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Here is about the blood of Jesus, who I will make us ready. Chapter 2. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember, that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Chapter 10 For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, 
can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore when he cometh into the world he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, To do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law, then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected for ever them that are sanctified, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching." For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for a judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, but call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, 
knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Chapter 12 Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits, and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us, after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness, and darkness, and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. For they could not endure that which was commanded, and if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight, that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, 
and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Chapter 13 Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle, for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience, in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he come shortly, I will see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints. 
they of Italy salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. I have what I hope will be a very brief message from the Lord, with the Lord just directing me to bring back to the understanding of all who hear these prophetic messages, that these are the words of the Lord, that these are the messages that I have been entrusted with by the hand of the Lord at his selection, at his divine instruction, and I bring them forth as God has given them to me and the Lord wants me to bring to remembrance several things. One of them is that America will be destroyed by war, first a civil war, and then by invasion, that this nation will tear herself on the inside because of dichotomy, that is extreme difference between one side and the other side. You might say left and right, but that is not that is not the only type of um, disagreement or separation dichotomy is where you have two parts or something or, or more parts that cannot be reconciled so America will fall to pieces because even though she is one whole nation the Lord is saying that the pieces of the puzzles that make the United States will become irreconcilable so just like these marriages that are eventually dissolved and they end in divorce because the two parties the, the same two parties that agreed to have a covenant, the same two parties that agreed to get married can no longer find common ground. They can no longer remember or they no longer want to hold true to the very reasons that brought them together. Therefore, they separate, they tear apart until finally the marriage is seen as irreconcilable. America will fall apart because she will not be able to reconcile her various parts, her various sections, parents and children, government and people, citizens and citizen structures, um, uh, the different races, the different ethnic backgrounds that live here, the different political ideologies, the different mindsets and viewpoints, the different um, personal beliefs, that different sections of the population hold, it will become impossible for the melting pot to stay melted anymore and there will come separation. And the evidence breakdown of the separation will eventually be civil war. And uh, in, in following that prophecy, something that the Lord has been bringing on my heart for the last few days is just this one word, conscription, conscription. So conscription is the act of forcing people to join the armed forces. Conscription is the act of forcing people to join the military, requiring people who do not or may not want to join the fighting forces of a country to join the fighting forces and to, um, to participate. So usually conscription uh, in times of takes place only in times of war, in times of desperation, then people are forcibly made to join the army. And that word was coming. And then the Lord said that conscription will be forced in the United States and there will be forced registration for the army of all ages over the age of 16 years old. So when this message was coming, it was confusing to my spirit. And I kept asking the Lord, Lord, do you mean 
at 16 years old and he would say over and then I would think it does this include and he finally said it will be legal to take 17 year olds into the army so you're supposed to be 18 year old 18 years old before you can register to join any branch of the United States Army but the Lord says that they will conscript and force registration of people to fight in the army over the age of 16. So if you're 16, 16 and a quarter, 16 and a half, you won't be forced. But that 17 gap year where you're supposed to be free of that, it will be legal for 17-year-olds to be made to fight in the U.S. Army. And the Lord says that women will also be mobilized in the United States, all of legal age who meet the criteria so the Lord did not tell me what the criteria is or the criteria will be for women, if it will be a height criteria, if it will be only an age criteria or something. But one thing I do know is that when I was on my break, I had a very strange dream. And in that dream, which I, I have not yet put on the blog or made into a video, in that dream, I was in the army and I had served six tours, which is just unbelievable in itself but I was in the army and I had already done six tours in an exhausting war that destroyed America America was basically just mud it was just literally when the ground is so messed up that it seems that everywhere you go it's just either barrenness or mud and there were checkpoints all over this country. In that dream, I had, I had finished my tours, and I was not signing up for a seventh. I had done six tours, so I thought, but it actually turns out that I had done more tours, and I didn't have full memory of everything that I had done. And part of that is because I had been given substances that made me as a female very much able to fight. So I've spoken in 2022 that the Lord says that he called them the children of the army because to God, it doesn't matter if you're six foot nine and you're 212 pounds of pure muscle, everything created on earth that is human is simply God's child. You're just a child to him. He's seen you even as an embryo. So you can never be a full man or woman in front of God. And, uh, I had been given substances that made me extremely adept at warfare. And uh, in this dream, I had done, in my mind, I had done six tours. But in reality, I had a very high rank, and I had done more than six tours, and I was tired. And I decided not to sign up, and so I was making my journey back home one one person in the group, we were three, it was me and two men. One person in the group was a man who had been in my division who knew more about the terms of my service than I myself because my memory was not what it should be. And another was another man that we just met up with on the way and we were traveling in a group. We had to go through so many checkpoints in that dream. So that was just something that came to my mind when the Lord was also saying that women will be made to serve in the American military. Another thing the Lord brought back, this is something that I dealt with all the way at the top of the year in 2021, is that the Muslim presence in the United States will greatly increase and that uh, Muslim power will be 
a very visible and ruling and powerful power and that this country will have integrated into the legal system Sharia law, which is the law that says that, you know, um, practicing Christianity can be met with death and also um, stealing and other such things that people do, it can result in having body parts chopped off. And I shared a long ago dream in which I saw that um, I think Michigan was the state where Sharia law had been fully implemented. And I said I was so stunned because in pe instead of people running away from that state, they lived in Michigan still, Americans. They lived under that law and uh, they didn't run away. They lived there and they complied with it. And this blew my mind in the dream that God was showing me because people did not resist that law. It was part of the normal law. And another thing that the Lord was bringing um, up again is he told me to say again that on this channel that the judgment of death has been put upon certain people for the sins that they have committed. And you have to understand when the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking about the judgment of death, the Lord is, the Bible says that the Lord does not take pleasure in the death of any sinner. Because when, when human beings are listening to spiritual things, and listening with a carnal ear, which is just an earthly ear, then what they tend to do is they want to question the judgment of God, and they actually do not know that they are questioning the lordship of God himself by saying, well, why does a person have to die in this? And, and you are risking so much ire from God. You're risking so much wrath, because when you actually say that you as a person want to question God's platform to judge his own creation, you don't understand that you are trying to stand up as a shield in the earth in front of the person who has been judged. And when the Lord is loosing an arrow of judgment to a person and you want to be the shield, that arrow may go through you. It may pierce through you, and that is because you dare to stand up in the earth and try to defy God with your mouth. A lot of people you are signing judgment warrants for yourself, not because of any direct crime that you have committed against God, but because you rage against the Most High, which is Psalm, um, Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the heathen imagine a vain thing? And it is very vain to think that you will stand up against God Almighty and question his decisions and try to make him seem like he is unsound in judgment. That is the worst thing that you could do. But no matter how many times I bring it up, people continue to do this. And so I will have to, as a servant of the Lord, simply leave many people to their own devices. You go ahead and do this. And then perhaps if you are still alive, you can always come back and let everybody else know how it went for you. So these people that have been prophesied on the channel, God only brought up some names. And I think there is one name here that I've never spoken. And that was the first name he brought. And the Lord says, that made Mayor Rudy Giuliani, the Lord mentioned this man's name and said that Mayor Rudy Giuliani will lose his life. And the only thing that the Lord said is he will lose his life for unrighteousness. So the Lord did not say to me what the unrighteousness is. He didn't say it is this or that. And this man is quite beloved. He has quite a historic position in New York City because of the actions that he took in the past to protect this city, but the Lord says that this man's life will be required of him for unrighteousness. The next person the Lord spoke of was the former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and he said, for wickedness, witchcraft, and sorcery, which I spoke in 
I think it would be more than a year ago in March 2022. I will look for that message and leave it underneath. And the next person the Lord says will lose his life is President Paul Kagame of Rwanda and says that this president will be assassinated. And the reason that the Lord gave this man has his own prophecy is because this man is strongly anti-American and anti-West, and he does not play ball with the different policies that come from the West and from the United States in particular, that he is very, very committed to his own nation, and he is against such Western trends as homosexuality and things like that. And for that, he will be removed. America, the Lord says, America will conspire against this man, so this man to be killed. The next person that the Lord spoke of uh, many times, his name has been mentioned, is Bishop T.D. Jakes. And the Lord says, for the sin of homosexuality and mockery of the cross, this man will be removed from the earth. His judgment will be death. The next person that the Lord spoke of is the popular pop star, Beyonce Knowles. And the Lord says that her life will be required of her because she mocks the Lord Jesus Christ. The other things the Lord mentioned against her is for the sins of witchcraft, the sins of summoning. This is actually having the ability to use spiritual means, satanic means, to call up high-level spirits and demons and devils to be able to call things out of the spiritual realm and also working in the dark arts and black magic. The next three people, the Lord mentioned them in a group, is Creflo Dollar, Joyce Meyer, and Benny Hinn. And he says these are false teachers who have been at the forefront of the movement for many decades of deceiving the church of Jesus Christ. And for something that the Lord kept calling usury. Now, when you look usury up on the Internet, it basically says lending money and then lending it at such a premium that it becomes very burdensome for those who borrow the money to pay back. But the way that the Lord is using this word usury is that these people are selling the gospel of Jesus Christ at a premium and causing people to pay them for it. The next person the Lord mentioned is Donald J. Trump. He also has been mentioned in many prophecies, and the Lord says that this man's life will be lost for the sins of idolatry, that people in America worship him, and for his own sins of personal pride. And the last person that the Lord mentioned is President Joseph R. Biden, and his judgment was simply death. So the Lord did not explain anything further. It is just death with a capital D, the same death that is mentioned in the book of Revelation as a judgment in the end times, death the personage to take someone so please be advised that when you come to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, you are not listening to political opinions or anyone's feelings. I am reading out what God has given me, and it will behoove those who use this channel to listen and to take all things to prayer that God make it available and understandable to you. God bless you. Keep your heart open and transparent to the Holy Spirit and walk in repentance. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. Until I see you again. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. I'm Melissa with Midnight Hour Oil. I wanted to come out today and just share with you some words of encouragement. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a uh, word of prophecy that was received by Dimitri Dunamis, Dunaman on April 22nd of 1996. And this speaks of the Russia and China Alliance, and uh, I believe it was an angel who shared this with Dun Dimitri, uh, how things are really going to unfold. 
and no matter how these countries portray themselves as uh, friends of the U.S., we have to understand that uh, there are things going on behind the scenes that none of us are privy to, but the Lord knows, God knows, and he's revealed some of these things to his his dedicated servants, and one of them is Dmitry Dudeman, and if you've not heard of him, you can look up online uh, some of his ministry and some of the things he went through. He, he endured a lot of abuse, a lot of torture uh, in under a communist regime, and uh, was even, they even tried to electrocute him twice but could not kill him. So this man had a, uh, a very serious call on his life. God had some serious things he wanted him to do and to share with, with his people. So this word I wanted to share with you because I know I did a video, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about a dream concerning Russia. And I just came across this and I thought, I want to share this with you all because it really is important concerning the United States and, and what is going to unfold. All right. So I'm going to read this just as it was written by Dimitri back in, on April 22nd of 1996. Dimitri says, I prayed, then went to bed. I was still awake when suddenly I heard a trumpet sound. A voice cried out, stand. In my vision, I was in America. I walked out of my home and began to look for the one who had spoken to me. As I looked, I saw three men dressed alike. Two of the men carried weapons. One of the armed men came to me. I woke you to show you what is to come, he said. Come with me. I didn't know where I was being taken, but when we reached a certain place, he said, stop here. A pair of binoculars was handed to me, and I was told to look through them. Stand there, don't move, and look, he continued. You will see what they are saying and what they are preparing for America. As I was looking, I saw a great light. A dark cloud appeared over it. I saw the president of Russia, a short, chubby man who said he was the president of China, and two others. The last two also said where they were from, but I did not understand. However, I gathered they were part of Russian-controlled territory. The man stepped out of the cloud. The Russian president began to speak to the Chinese one. I will give you the land with all the people, but you must free Taiwan of the Americans. Do not fear we will attack them from behind. A voice said to me, watch where the Russians penetrate America. I saw these words being written, Alaska, Minnesota, Florida. Then the man spoke again. When America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. So note that China first strikes and then Russia. Uh, the other two presidents spoke. We, too, will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of attack. All of them shook hands and hugged. Then they all signed a contract. One of them said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side, too. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak insistently. Why let ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They have to be kicked out of Europe, too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. The man standing beside me asked, This is what you saw. They act as friends and say they respect the treaties made together, but everything I've shown you is how it will 
really happen. Now take note of that because he's not asking Dimitri to intercede and pray that this won't come to pass. He is saying this is how it will happen. You must tell them what is being planned against America. Then when it comes to pass, see when it comes to pass, the people will remember the words the Lord has spoken. Who are you? I asked. I am the protector of America. So more than likely he is an archangel or a high level angel. America's sin has reached God. He will allow this destruction. See that? He will allow it. It's coming, folks. America is going to be judged, okay? For he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has pre prepared a heavenly army to save these people. As I looked, a great army, well-armed and dressed in white, appeared before me. Do you see that? The man asked. This army will go to battle to save my chosen ones. Then the difference between the godly and the ungodly will be evident. Okay. So, it, it seems to me that this is going to happen. This, there is no, like, praying and interceding and trying to get this to be averted. America has committed many, many sins. She is guilty of the blood of millions of innocent babies. She is guilty of leading other nations into sin, etc., etc. So, yes, we know that's going to happen. America will be judged. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be using Russia and China as one of his instruments and some other nations who Dimitri couldn't remember. But as an encouragement, I want you to remember that as I have shared the, the, the biblical scriptural basis for pre-tribulation rapture. It is bedrocked in scripture. And I may come out and do another video on that because I know I have had, I've got new subscribers, people who uh, maybe don't know the biblical basis for pre-tribulation rapture, but it is bedrocked in scripture. And it's coming soon. It is, it is coming so, so soon. I, I just, I want you to remember our blessed hope. Our blessed hope is coming. And I'm going to share with you three clips uh, of testimonies that were given by two men who passed away and came back to life and both of them were told by the Lord that there is a rapture coming a pre-tribulation rapture and then there was another man Ken Bailey was on Joni Stahl's Field Notes uh, channel back on March 7th of 2022 and he shares uh, a vision a dream what that he was given where the Lord was telling him about a pre-tribulation rapture. Okay, so I want to encourage you. I'm going to, I'm going to share those uh, clips right at the end of this video. So please uh, stay tuned and watch that. Uh, I'll try to put in, in the description box links to the full interviews with these individuals so that you can watch them in their entirety if you want to. But just be encouraged, church, because our redemption is drawing nigh. The signs are in the heavens. The signs are on the earth church we're going home soon it's all that matters now is that we know jesus and listen if you don't know jesus as your lord and savior please take time to look in the description box i've provided information on how you can come into that genuine relationship with jesus with the father and be born again of the holy spirit so stay tuned for those video clips that are coming up after this and as always church it is my prayer that we will all continue to keep our lamps burning bright while we wait for Jesus. I love you all. God bless you.
And he, he, at first, had me sit, and he stood and talked to me and said, I must tell you that I am coming back for my people. And I, I remember saying, but they know that. And he said, no, they, they know it, but they don't know it. They're asleep. They're at ease. They think it's way off in the future, but it's not. He said, I'm coming back like a thief in the night, but I am coming. I am coming at a time when revival will break on the shores of eternity, the greatest revival that this world has ever known, the world, the greatest revival. He said, I'm sending you back to herald my return. I am coming back, but I am coming back for people that make themselves ready, that lay aside every sin that does so easily beset and get their eyes totally upon upon me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. And when he said that, it's as if all heaven joined in and said, Amen, glory to God. Battlefield. I didn't see Jesus go to Jerusalem, but I was told he went to Jerusalem. I was, I was told that he went to Jerusalem to set up his millennial reign. And I was so excited because we were going to go ride down now and join Jesus um, in the second coming. After the vision finished, I saw, um, I realized later on, you know, what I had seen and that I'd seen the end of the tribulation. I was made to know that the rapture occurred early in the vision before America was fully gone. It, It made me really sad when I heard that. America no longer exists. And I said, what, Lord? In the vision. And I'm quoting the Lord. I'm quoting Jesus. America now ceases to exist. And that was early in the tribulation. So America as a nation had been taken over. And, And sovereign rights as a country were gone. all these things he's coming back and he's and uh just as a a a little tickler he's coming back before the tribulation he's coming back before the tribulation just i was going to get on that one okay so jesus told you about the rapture what specifically did he say about the rapture the spirit was so strong on me when i came back that i noted all of these things because since I knew he was going to come back first for his bride, I knew that that was the case. Um, and so I wanted to be able to pick out all of these ver- uh, scriptures that pointed to that. I also knew that there were also going to be many more people that would ultimately be saved through the tribulation period, and that there was, in fact, a period of time, time of Jacob's trouble, the, the, this time of, of great tribulation that was going to come upon the earth, all of that. But one thing that no one I listen to actually seems to discuss is, wait a minute, that's only the first part of that harvest. 
there's still a harvest, right? And uh, so that's a that's the barley harvest. So if if you've got the first fruits of that harvest, then what happens next is the harvest of the rest of that group. And so if Jesus was the first fruits of the barley harvest, aren't we going to have a barley harvest? You know, they always want to make him the first fruits of the barley harvest and then put everybody else into the wheat harvest. All right. Guys, you're, you're missing one whole group. Is there going to be a wheat harvest? Yes, and that would be what we would consider the general resurrection. The barley harvest happens before the wheat harvest, and that happens before the grape harvest, which is the wrath of God and everything else. You can tie all this in is what I'd like to say. Think about this from a rapture standpoint, right? This was my focus. It says that the bride was brought to him. Amen. And believe it or not, that's what's going to happen in the rapture. So we, are you saying that Jesus told you the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation? He's going to yes. take his bride before him. Yes. Yes. Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. To new subscribers, I would like to invite you to look at a few things concerning the blog. The first thing is the community page. If you are subscribed to the blog, then you'll be able to see the community page. The community page can be found by going to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog dashboard. And to do that, you just look underneath the video, and you'll see the channel's name on a little dark gray background, click that and then it'll show you the entire dashboard and then you'll see home and you'll see videos and you'll see playlists and everything like that. And then I think you'll see the word community. And on the community page is where I share um, information that has come to me. Sometimes people email me and they tell me, look, this has this prophetic word of yours has actually started or it has fulfilled itself. And so I share interesting developments so that we can all see that these words are not coming from me reading the news because many of the things that people bring my attention to are things that I spoke about in 2019 or things that I saw in 2012 or 2015 or 2017 and they were written down. They're published on the Master's Voice blog. And now that the prophetic times are sort of stretching and expanding themselves, we can start to see some of the things that I was talking about, such as a few months ago, China came out with this very strange looking device that is supposed to replace a romantic partner in your life. It's a kissing machine. And so you basically hold this piece of plastic and rubber that has lips on it. And then your partner who is far away will kiss his version and you will kiss your version and then it will feel as if the two of you are kissing. And yet in the prophecy that the Lord brought, I think it was December, December 2021. It was at the end of 2021, going into the new year, the Lord brought out this very shocking prophecy called the new man. And one of the things he was speaking about in that prophecy is how human sexuality will become so defiled and so abominable that people will have sexual relations using some kind of suit that he was telling me about. And I didn't see a visual for this suit, but this thing will allow a person to be able to enjoy intimacy by themselves. This is with no human being. The suit will do the work of a partner. Or you put the suit on and then you can join the cloud. You can join the cloud. And in the cloud, God was showing me 
that people will have mass orgies of hundreds because this suit will enable you to to link up with as many people as you would want. And so the community page is, um, I consider it a blessing because there, when things start to show up in real life, like the, one of the things the father also said is that people will have synthetic partners. These are partners that are robots. Some of them will be robots and men will stop wanting to be with women. That is also in the prophecy, the new men. Men will not be interested in women anymore. Men will go after these beings that will be just like a human being in every way, except that God says that it will be inhabited by a demon. That so-called AI wife, the thing powering it will actually be a demonic spirit. And he said that they will be so lifelike that men will completely not be interested in women and will go after these things. So the community page is where I put that. I also put teaching there. I also put very interesting prophetic insights that the Lord is sharing with me privately. And some of these things, not all of them, I do share them on the community page, but you can only see that if you are subscribed. So it is completely up to you. You can still watch the channel un unsubscribed. There's no problem. Another thing is please be aware of scammers that are running rampant on YouTube and they're not doing anything about it. People come and they um, mimic, they mimic many channels and they they obviously they do mimic this one and so if people are asking you to send money to an orphanage in Nigeria or they're telling you that someone is watching you through demonic portals and you have to give them money and then they will pray for you and things like that please be aware that this is a scammer please be aware that I'm not interacting with anyone in that way so just don't get scammed and don't give your personal information and don't put your personal emails and things. These sites are monitored by the powers that be. Let's just call them the powers that be. So stop putting your phone number and your email on the internet where anyone can gain access to your privacy. Harvest your identity or do something unsavory with it. We have to be wise. We have to be people who know the times. Just a moment, please. The last thing is playlists. This channel has playlists where you can follow the videos by theme and playlists are actually a very helpful way to you to come up to speed. If you're a new person, this video just dropped in your lap. There is a lot of information here, past information, present information, information about the prophetic future, information about Jesus, the Bible, many topics. I highly recommend that you use the playlist because then you can be able to move rather rapidly through the material and soon you will be up to speed if it is your intention, of course, to hear what God has been saying to the church for these last 11 years. I'm continuing with the theme that the Lord has, by his own wisdom, drawn me back to things that I was dealing with last year in the summer months of 2022. I am back in them. And as I was going through at least four prophecies that have not been mentioned concerning the twisting, bending, and unfortunately, the breaking of human sexuality, I came across this one, a dream that I had in September 2018. And as I was just reading this, this dream, honestly, I was so innocent of these things that I, I do not think that in 2018, I knew that people were cutting their body and having gender reassignment surgery 
And the way I know that is because after I had this dream, a while after, maybe it would be the following year, 2019 or something like that, God gave me a dream that really terrified me. And I've shared that dream. I've said that I will not publish that dream because God was just basically showing me, Celestial, he was showing me how easy it is to be someone who cuts off your body parts and says that you are male when you actually look like me or says that you are female when you actually look like whichever male is watching this video right now. That video terrified me to the point, not video, but dream, that when I woke up, I prayed and prayed and prayed to God on my knees that he would protect me from the entering in of the things that he was showing me would cause people to do this. And you might be thinking, oh, it's probably some huge demon from the planet Kryptar or something like that. It is the entry of the reprobate mind. And I have been thinking on this thing for at least the last two days. The reprobate mind is a judgment. The reprobate mind is where you will no longer be allowed the privilege of rational thought. Blue will no longer be blue to you. Yellow will no longer be yellow. Water will no longer be wet. And sand will no longer be dry. You will say that the ocean is purple. You will say that fish can walk. You will say that giraffes are hippos. And you will say that you are, as a woman are a man or you as a man are a woman. And you will utterly believe this because God will hand you over to what some of the Bible verses actually call derangement. That simply means madness. The Lord showed me in that dream that it is simply by the entry of a thought, a thought that you do not fight, a thought that you do not rebuke, a thought that you do not put your hands around like a reprobate weed and choke it with prayer and choke it by rejecting it and rebuking it in the name of Jesus and cursing it to die with your mouth by saying, this is a lie from the pits of hell. I do not receive it. It is not true. I reject it. And you pray until that thing withers and dies and slithers away back where it came from. If you do not do that, you can end up in a world where you first entertain a thought and then you accept the thought as a premise of truth and then you begin to wonder what would happen if the thought could be attached to you. And that is the slope that you will travel down until you eventually come to what is not truth. But in your reprobate mind, you will say that it is. And at that point... God will hand you over and no one will bring you back. No one can bring you back because when God hands a person over, it's done. It's finished. In Christianity, the word reprobate is different from how people use it outside. When you have an uncle that just likes to drink a lot and chase the girls, people just say, oh, that's Harry. He's just an old reprobate. They just mean he's an old tramp. That's Harry. That's his ways. You never know what God can do with Harry when he's in the world like that. God could reveal himself to Harry. Harry could have a horrible experience and learn a lesson and make an about change in his life. That is different from being handed over to the concept of 
You cannot come back from this kind of thinking. You cannot change. God has given up on you when we talk about Christian reprobates, and it's done. He will now hand you over to Satan, and Satan will make you chop off everything. And like we do in New York here, you see these people walking around, and they truly believe that they are the height of beauty. They believe that they are the cutting edge of what either a man or a woman should look like. You hear trans women saying, men who are in dresses, men in drag, effectively, are now boldly on all the social media spaces saying that the rest of us should catch up because they're better than real women. So you can tell that everything is not functioning upstairs properly because they say it and they believe it with all their soul. God has handed them over, and it is very easy to get there. I found this old dream, and it is a perfect example, all the way from 2018, of what God was showing me. But back then, I was so innocent that I would just see a dream like this and just write it down faithfully. And I shared this on Facebook, and I did not know that we would be here in 2023 where gender reassignment surgery and body dysmorphia is the loudest. It is louder than politics. It is the loudest conversation in the United States today. The dream is called Stay True to Your Assigned Gender. And I had this dream in September 20, September 20th, 2018. The banner scripture is this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And this is James chapter 1. In verses 12 to 16. And so let's go to the dream. In a dream, the Lord took me to a man's house. I don't know this person, but this is a real person somewhere because this is here in America and I was inside this person's real house. And this person had a nice life because his, his house was pretty fancy. You know how men who um, are single and who have a certain amount of earnings, their house just looks really um, expensive, you know, they have all the, the art deco pieces and things like that and nice furniture. And so God put me in this man's room as this man was getting ready for bed. He was winding down, he got into his t-shirt and whatever, and he got into bed and he relaxed and he put his hands behind his head and he was staring at the ceiling and he was staring at the ceiling so intently, so quietly that I got curious and I wondered, what's he looking at? And as soon as I thought that, the Lord put me in the bed next to the man, and this is what I saw. Uh, I, I found the best estimation that what I saw of what I saw, and what you're looking at there is a movie marquee. So you know when a, a new movie is coming out, they will have that very big screen, and then they will put sometimes the actor's face and put all the actor's names and then tell you uh, the ride or the thrill of a lifetime. This is what I saw in this man's mind. He had a big screen like this, 
in his mind, and it was on the ceiling. So God projected this, ma- this man's mind as a big screen on the ceiling. And I saw on the screen moving about all the events of the day. So everything that he had done, every, everywhere that he had gone, it was represented by small pictures, moving pictures, and icon, icons. And there was even a little mouse as he, in his mind, was moving events around and putting them in order in terms of how he wanted to store them. He was editing the events of the day and he was categorizing them. Some things he kept and some things he deleted. I guess we all do this when, at the end of the day when we're thinking about the day we've had. I could have done that better. I wish that so-and-so didn't say that to me. Oh, I forgot to do this. As we're putting the day in order, making it neat before we go to bed, we all do this, but I was amazed to see how this process actually looks. So it's important to note, please, the man was controlling his own images. I didn't say that someone was moving them around and then he was an uninvolved actor and he was only watching. No, the man was the one who was moving around the mouse. He was putting his day in order how he wanted. And this is because each of us must know that we will answer for how we have lived our life and how we have gone through life. The mind is a gift that God has given you to be able to navigate this realm, the earth realm. The mind is the gift that God has given you to be able to understand his word. And with his word in you, you are then ready to elevate out of the earth realm and participate in the spiritual realm where God and the angels and also Satan and the fallen angels and many other different types of entities exist. You need a mind to navigate life. But I would say to you, you need a spiritual mind to be able to successfully navigate life and successfully engage with God as he is. And so you're in control of your mind and the thoughts that you allow in your head. That is your responsibility. And the final decisions of all your thoughts is what God is going to judge you on. So as this man was drifting off to sleep, the images were getting fewer and fewer and fewer until the screen of his mind became very peaceful and blank. He filed everything away and then he was done. Then out of nowhere, I saw a bold capital letter sentence in pink. And the sentence said, you should become a woman. So the man's mind was blank an empty screen, and then comes this massive, big sentence in pink letters, you should become a woman. And I lying there, watching how a person arranges their thoughts and puts everything in place and then begins to drift off to sleep, watching it on screen. I was shocked. I was so shocked. I thought, what? Where did that come from? I had a very strong physical reaction to seeing on the screen of a man's mind This thought out of nowhere, you should become a woman. I said, this is the devil. It must be. But the man next to me had no reaction. In fact, he had a very interested and curious face looking at that screen. He looked like someone who wanted to hear more. And I was stunned to see that this man was open to that statement. And so the screen flashed the sentence again, big pink letters, you should become a woman. 
And I was astonished to see this for obvious reasons. Because where is the thought coming from? If this man is looking at his own mind and he's in control of every thought projected on there, everything that I saw moving, where is this big thought coming from? I looked at him as if to say, again, to get a reaction out of him, as if to say, can you believe this? But instead of seeing this man frowning and upset at the thought like I was, he was not resisting it. He was considering it. Yes, he was actually considering it. And these were the thoughts in my mind. He can't be serious. This is from the devil. You should rebuke that suggestion right now. Tell it to get out of here right now in the name of Jesus. I would have said it to him, but I knew that he couldn't see me or hear me. And the Lord showed me why this man was not resisting this thought. In his ankle, I saw a very tiny shrimp-like creature. And I will show you the best image that I could find of what I saw. That is a scorpion. It wasn't quite like this what I saw, but this is the closest that I could find online. So this thing, I looked into the man's body and I saw in his ankle this little thing with a stinger raised. And it was stinging this man at the speed of light. It was stinging him for all it was worth. And written on the body of this little shrimpy thing was the word lust. It was spelt out L-U-S-T on the side of this little animal. And it was blasting that man in the ankle, stinging him. And that is what was opening his heart to this wicked suggestion. That stinger from the lust that was inside this man, the hidden lust in his own soul, maybe for women or maybe for whatever hidden things that he does that nobody knows about. This was now acting on him while this foreign thought from the enemy was trying to break through the man's defenses. The stinger lowered his resistance to sin, and that's why he was open to the suggestion that he, a man, should be a woman. That's why he was looking at that pink sentence, you should become a woman, as if it's the kind of suggestion that normal men hear every day and smile at. The next thing this man did, please note the escalation. First, he looked at it. He didn't have a, a bad reaction to it. He didn't cast the thought away from him. He was curious. He was thinking about it like someone who wanted to hear more. The next thing he began to do was act on that sentence. He began to fantasize, and the screen of this man's mind changed from blank to filled with women's underwear, camisole, and bras, and slips, and panties, and garters, all the things that women use. Women exclusively use these things. If you are a man and using them, you are simply crossing the party line. These items were never intended for you. A man should not put on what belongs to a woman. And what the Lord means by that phrase is not that females in pants or men in whatever. It means that you should not assume and take to yourself femaleness as a male. You should not assume and take to yourself maleness as a woman. So you should stop walking around with your legs spread and grabbing your crotch females out there because there's nothing to actually grab. You were not built that way. You are simply playing dress up and pretend and God sees all things. Please understand that reality stands where God stands. You cannot shift the standard of reality. 
into another realm simply through your mind or willpower or through the talking heads of the day, such as the United States does, by creating a safe space for this kind of stuff. You can't shift reality because you want to or because you have a noisy government that makes noise and thinks that laws can shift reality. It cannot. They cannot. It does not. Reality is static. It is what God says it is, and it will never, ever change. So this man's mind began to become a moving carousel, just like online shopping, just the way you move the mouse and you see things go by. His mind was like that, showing him women's underwear. And then his eyes caught a camisole, and I'm going to show you exactly what I saw in the dream. This is the thing that the man saw and was attracted to, a two-piece for males. He saw that, and he liked it. And once he saw it, his heart desired that thing. And what he was thinking is, this would be something very nice to wear in secret. So under his boxers, maybe under his suit, he was thinking that that I just showed you would be very nice for him to wear in secret, and no one would know. The next thing that happened is the Lord took me out of the bed and put me next to the man's bed. But this time, it wasn't like before where I was just standing and watching. This time, the entire bedroom of this man began to shake very violently. And an earthquake started happening in his room. And the Lord was bringing to my heart in this dream how the, the earth, the entire earth is shaking and falling apart under the collective sins of humanity. I've shared many prophecies in the past, um, how the Lord says that many of the tsunamis, many of the earthquakes, many of the splits in the ground and sinkholes are coming as a direct correlation to the increase of human sin in the earth. And this is why I said in the last two videos, there is no such thing as it's not hurting anybody. The earth is groaning under the weight of human sin. I said this endlessly in the sin series. Sin carries weight. This is why you personally, if you are harboring sin in your life, you feel so heavy and burdened and weighed down and your soul feels so dark because sin is not weightless. Sin is a burden. It may come in the weight of a butterfly, but as soon as you begin to entertain it, it will grow to the size of a 600-pound gorilla sitting on your back. This is how people end up in sin that they they can't break free of. This is how people end up in repetitive sin because the sin grows to where the sin becomes the master and you are the slave. The sin controls you. It cages you. You can't get away from it. It dictates what you do. You find yourself doing it even if you hate it. And you will know that you hate your sin. You will know that you're at that point where you commit the sin and you feel like trash. And you still do it anyway. You have lost your will to break free of this thing. Why? Because like Adam and Eve in the garden, you gave your will away to the devil. You submitted yourself not to God, but to the serpent. And now he is ruling over you. Now he's your master. And this is why we need Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the only one equipped to fight the battle of sin by his power and win. No person, no human being 
absolutely no person. I don't care how anointed you are. You can be anointed today and on crack tomorrow. All you need is a little elevation in your heart, a little pride, and a little stepping away from the narrow road. And you will be with those people in Philly on six different types of fentanyl. And everyone will say, how did the pastor get here? How did the worship leader go gay? How did the deaconess end up pregnant without being married? Many people have found themselves in this situation. How did I end here? Because you did not submit yourself to God. You went after carnal desires and sin took a hold of you like I have always said it will. Sin is a vice, a trap, a taskmaster. It is evil. And as the banner scripture that I read says, when sin is full blown, it gives birth to death. Spiritual death, separation from God, feeling like you are living in the dark, even when it's bright noonday outside, feeling like your soul is in the deepest, darkest hole. Why? Because the narrow road is very narrow. The second you step off it on either side, you are in pitch black darkness and confusion, and it will take repentance on your knees and crying out to God to have him come and get you from that situation. And so when God put me next to this man's bed again, an earthquake broke loose in the room and the bed was rocking. The room was rocking and this man was absolutely oblivious. He was carrying on with his, well, since I'm going to become a woman, I guess the first step is to dress like one, but I'm not brave enough to wear it outside. So let me look at the camis and the bras and the boy shorts. This is what he was doing. And so I will explain more about this. But for now, remember that the thoughts and ideas that we entertain in our minds and hearts are our responsibility. The word of God says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. You will have to account before the Lord for everything that you said, for everything that you thought. It is not just going to be judged on your actions and the things that you said. It is also going to be for hidden sin in the heart and the mind where nobody sees. This is the lust this is the fantasizing. This is the hatred. This is the unforgiveness. This is wanting what other people have. This is the jealousy. This is the evil thoughts that you have that make you bitter and sour. But when any people talk to you, then you say, oh, no, I'm fine. Bless God. This is for pretending and two-facedness, covetousness. I mow my lawn and he mows his lawn. Why does his lawn always look better than mine? All that stuff is a stew inside the human being. And on the last day, having not cleansed your heart in repentance and asked for mercy, all of this will play on a much bigger screen than the screens we carry inside. And it will be too late at that time to repent and to ask God to forgive. And so we must bear in mind that God sees all things and we will have to answer for them. Temptation is not sin. Temptation is the invitation that leads to sin. 
Temptation is actually one of the first signals to us as humans that we have a weakness. Temptation is the first sign that there is something in us that has no integrity, like a floor that has rotted through. And if you put too much weight on it, if that girl texts you too much at night, if that man keeps complimenting you too much at work and giving you wink, wink, and you think, oh my, I'm so special, and he sees my work, you are going to end up in an unnamed, unmarked motel somewhere, breaking your marriage vows, and then pretending afterwards that you don't know how you got there. It is your own two little feet that wanted to see what's up. That's how you got there. This is how we pretend before God. And this is the kind of thing that upsets God. We give in to the temptation. We allow the invitation to enter the mind. We don't pay attention to the fact that if we're being tempted by something, it means the floorboards are weak. It means that something in our lives needs attention. It means that there is a loophole and we should be wise and go and expose ourselves in prayer to God before the devil exposes us. We should run to God and ask for help with that weakness. We should lay it all bare. And say, this and this bothers me. And when I get too close to this and this, it has that effect on me. Instead of waiting until it becomes a liability. Satan tempts everyone to do what God does not approve of. Because the enemy's goal is to trap human souls. And eventually claim them for himself. But we have been given power through the word of God to resist the devil. And by doing so, we can, and in fact we are expected to daily overcome the wicked one. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The first step is to actually humble yourself. And how you humble yourself is you go to God and you tell him, I don't have it all together with this man-woman dating business. Yes, I would like to have a relationship, but the problem is that I am so filled with 19,000 of these little lust scorpions that Celestial was talking about, that as soon as a woman smiles at me, I'm already having XXX porn images of her in my head. I am lustful. I am prideful. I have issues with getting along with other people. Please help me, God. I have structural weaknesses in my building, and I do not want my building to be condemned by engineer Jesus. I want to be found a sound building. Please do not let temptation destroy me, Lord. That is how you humble yourself. You go to God and you admit that there are holes in the floorboards and you do it on your knees, being honest and not blaming other people for the fact that you have holes. When you bring yourself under the mighty hand of God in that way, seeking forgiveness and seeking help and asking for the power of the Spirit to help you to break chains and strongholds, you will then be able to stand and resist the devil to stand and say, no, thank you. I know that since I got promoted to this job, I've noticed that you guys are like the masters of happy hour, but I don't drink. So what I'm going to do is after we finish work, if they say after work drinks, I'll give myself 30 minutes to 45 minutes on my lemonade, especially if I'm a recovering alcoholic. And then I'm going to have to excuse myself and go home. It doesn't matter if they call you sober Sally. What you don't want to do is go back to being drunken Dave. That is your decision to make. 
We should not be so easily moved by the mockery of other people. We should not be so easily swayed by every wind of doctrine and every single puff that comes out of people's lips because the church is supposed to be a fixed banner flying high for glory, not dragging in the dust like the person who comes last in the race. Just a moment, please, and I will get part two of this dream. And so as this man was fantasizing about being a woman, his bed was rocking, and then the whole room started quaking. I mean tremors of the ground that I who was standing, I was being thrown all over the place. This man was on a bed that was also being thrown all over the place, and yet he was oblivious to any kind of activity in the room. And I was very afraid, and I was wondering, why is the earth behaving so violently? And then the Holy Spirit pulled me outside and put me high in the air, and I saw all around the world this same earthquake activity was happening and increasing the whole ground of the whole earth was upset and it was rolling in deep waves like the sea this earth is supposed to be fixed and steady but it was not and the waves were growing in size and i saw in areas of low seismic activity the ground was working itself up so it was working itself up to start to have bigger and bigger earthquake movements but in areas where it was high the ground was doing this like an accordion you know how an accordion pulls out and comes in that's how the ground was working out and the pressure that the ground was under i felt it in my chest whenever the ground pulled aside it felt like i was being torn on the inside and whenever the ground compressed it felt like i was also being compressed and i seriously was feeling lord i can't breathe and from the air, one place here in the United States caught my attention. I saw this area was like a sea wave. Relax, press, heave, roll. Relax, press, heave, and roll. And I saw it happening deep in the ground, way beneath the grass level. And this compress and stretch action was so painful because the Lord was mirroring the pain of the earth, the anguish of the earth over human sin. I felt it in my chest and I thought, Lord, my heart is going to burst. And just when I thought I couldn't take it anymore, I've spoken of this in so many videos. The ground pressed together like this and it began to crumple up and up and up until the two pieces were like this, pressed up against one another under incredible pressure. And then it just went and broke and it fell back into house. And one part, as I saw in a further vision, will go under the sea. Everything disappeared in this dream. And I saw written in big red capital letters, San Francisco. And we all know what happens basically in the whole of Hollywood and in San Fran. Homosexuality. Flamboyant, unapologetic. Out and proud, that is one of the oldest gay areas of the United States. And when I woke up, I understood this. The darkness in humanity is great. And the depth of spiritual oppression that is working in the world is increasing because of the darkness that we are tolerating in ourselves. Spiritual wickedness is expressing itself more freely now than ever before. And the collective sin of humanity is defiling the whole earth. The word of God says, 
all creation has been groaning like someone in childbirth right up to the present time because it is waiting for the true sons of God to arise. Romans 8 and 22. It also says that the whole creation was made subject to futility in its existence, not because that's how the earth wants to be. The earth is not subject to futility because that's its choice. The earth was cursed from the beginning because of Adam's sin. Curse is the ground for your sake, Adam. God allowed it that way in hope that one day his creation would be free from all the decay that it currently suffers. And that word futility doesn't just mean something that has no point. The deeper Greek meaning of it actually is moral depravity. And that is what we are in the midst of. That is what we are sinking in, the swamp of moral depravity. The idea that everything is okay if that's your truth. This is the end times lie of the United States. That truth is subjective. Meaning I can create one that works for me and you out there can do the same. You can just get some scissors and some crazy glue and some colored pencils and draw any reality that you like and then hold it up and paste it on your forehead and say, this is my truth and you're not allowed to judge my truth. You're not allowed to have any commentary on my truth. You're not allowed to tell me that my truth is not true because it's my truth. This is the definition of insanity on wheels. And it is becoming increasingly difficult for people who do not want to participate in too many alternate realities. Because if you meet 10 people living 10 different truths, that means that they expect you to play patty cake with them in 10 different worlds and then still, still hold it down in the real reality where you and God exist. Where you have a family and you have responsibilities and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to live in the real reality, and then America is increasingly insisting that mature adults and even small, tiny babies should enter into the reality of the drag queens and the trans and the gender surgery and the pills and the hormone therapy and all of it, and also say that that subjective reality, that singular madness is also true. And as Christians, we simply cannot do this. I don't care who it is that is doing this and you are the mother or the father of that who it is or you are the brother or the sister or the aunt or the uncle or the doctor of that person. You are not required to enter into the patty cake unicorn rainbow world and say all is well here. It makes sense and I totally see. In fact, I love what you've done with the place. You do not have to do this. That's actually lying. And lying is a sin, last time I checked. And so, because of moral depravity increasing, sin and its effects is affecting the whole world. These tremors, these earthquakes, these judgments that are coming, God is not judging for nothing. He is judging for the increase of sin upon the earth. So he's not just judging. We don't just get to push it away and say, well, it's the end times, you know. The Bible says these things will happen in the end times. There's a reason they're happening in the end times. Because the Bible also says that in the time of the end, we would be lovers of ourselves. We would be depraved. We will have no respect for our parents. We would be immoral. We would be deplorable. Every wicked thing we were going to, 
sign off on it and say, this too is nice. This too is good. In the time of the end is when men will call evil good and good evil. That is why the judgments are harshest near the end. Because at the end, as we can all see, and we haven't even gotten into the times that are prophesied on this blog yet, the times when you will choose to stay home, because if you go to the bus stop and attempt to use public transportation to go to your job, two men or a man and a woman will be having sex there, stripped naked in broad daylight, and it will be legal. Hear it now. It was prophesied in 1973. He could not bring himself to probably say what he saw, or maybe God did not show him in full. God has shown me what the filth that he kept saying, filth will increase and filth will be on TV and filth, the filth is that public sex will be legal. Nudism, this is walking in the streets with no clothing. It will be legal here in America. You will just have to cover your eyes all the time and try to feel your way because if you open them, whatever you see, you can't unsee them. They will defile and sear the eyes and God says that this will be the judgment of the righteous. Having to see what he has always seen, having to bear what he has always bared, born, which is why I always say it is amusing to me when people come to this blog and get upset and say that, oh, you're too graphic and you don't need to say all that. You will live all that out there, complainer. You will live it and there will be no trips to the moon. You will live here and you will see what I have had to see because the Lord said to me, if he has to see it, why can't I? So I see it and I speak what I see and you are offended and then lo and behold, the day will come. Your neighbor next door will do to you the things that you said that I should not speak. And that will be the most poetic justice of all. And so San Francisco is going to have some kind of catastrophic land disaster that will involve heaving, rolling and breaking and snapping of the earth in that area, transgenderism, homosexuality, same sex, that flamboyant lifestyle, or even if it's hidden, even if you're just testing it out. I have warned about the children. If you are 15 years old, 13 years old, 12 years old, if you're old enough to be on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all these things, watching what you watch, then you're old enough to hear what I'm telling you. Take your foot from this pit because this is a pit that God is going to judge very harshly. The Lord says that people who are man to man, woman to woman, but especially the men, the Lord says that these men will receive the penalty of error in the body. You will get sick. You will get diseases that the doctors don't know what that is. The Lord says that your family will stand and watch you waste away because you were stubborn in this lifestyle, because you always had to say something when the Holy Spirit was saying what he said long ago. It is an abomination for a man to lie with a man as he would with a woman. This is evidence that your mind has departed from God's design doesn't matter whether it came in through abuse, whether it came in through trauma, 
whether it came in through TikTok, whether it came in because you were in your seeker stage at college, however it came in, when you hear the word of God, which will not change its reality to match your human experience, it is time for you to take your foot from the pit and repent. Not that it's not going to be a battle, but I'm telling you, Warriors should strap up now. You that are in the lifestyle and you that are the loved one of somebody in this lifestyle, it is time to strap up in the armor of God and go to war for these souls. Because when God hands them over to the reprobate mind, which I will cover in the upcoming prophecies, there are at least three more, I think, in this vein. That's, I think it may be more because none of them are actually written out. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not go out except by weeping women and weeping fathers, wailing. Your son has been gone for 30 years and you were like, well, you know, we tried to talk to him. Do you want him to go to hell? Do you want your daughter to go to hell? Do you want your daughter to show up having cut off all things Eve? Stand in front of you, wombless, breathless, everything, and tell you that if you don't call her John, she's never going to speak to you again. Take that risk. Take that risk. It is better to rescue her soul from hell than to have her speaking to you again. The threats are not equal to hell. The theatrics are not equal to hell. The noise this community makes, it's not equal to hell. They don't know what the cost is. They don't know what the risk is. They're trying so hard to prove to others that they are right, that they're willing to hurt themselves to prove a point, only to cut the camera off after the bravado video and have to massage that aching place that has been hurting for six months and still is, is giving them problems, is getting infected. Is, is not doing what they were told it would do. They don't know the cost, especially because so many of them now are very, very, very young. Young people who want yellow hair today and purple hair tomorrow. And God the Father in heaven is watching all this. He's watching all this. And what do you think, how do you think he feels? First of all, the great offense of telling the world's greatest designer that his design doesn't quite cut it. We just need to snip here and snip there and take a few more and adjust the hormonal balance and then, then we'll have a Picasso. But right now, we just have wrong body. Is God capable of being wrong? You that are in this lifestyle, if you find this video, if you found this video and you have listened this far without hating me, not that I care, are you aware of the immense pride it takes for you, a handful of dust, to tell God who is eternal and we do not know what he is made of, to tell him that he made a mistake with you. You are the clay. He is the potter. Can the clay tell the potter, why did you make me like this? Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel 18. Oh, no, it's not. It's actually Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 18, where he went to the potter's house. Can the clay tell the potter, I don't like your design. 
You didn't put enough sparkles on me and you gave me the wrong equipment downstairs. Is this possible? It is not possible. It is the pride of the serpent that enters into the mind that won't stop wondering what lacy underwear is like. Lacy underwear is not for you. Ben, Dave, males, it is not for you. It was never intended for you. It is not your purview. Confusion will arise as a wave, as a tsunami, and cover this country. The Lord has already said, I gave the prophecy a few weeks ago, the one that has the hieroglyphs, the writing on the wall. I'll leave it linked below. God has already said that America will go down fighting on the pride flag hill. He already said it, and he said that he will leave her to her shenanigans. So that all who want to cut can cut. And all who want to bleed can bleed. And then you will see the end result of it. But this doesn't have to be your ending. If you are not proud. If you know how to admit. I've hated this and I need to come out of it. It doesn't have to be your ending just because it's America's ending. This nation is already rejected. You don't need to be rejected with her. And that goes for the family members who have been silent up until this point. Maybe you needed some encouragement. Maybe you needed a swift kick in the pants to do more, to get your child back. This is it. You will not have forever. Funerals are coming. I have already prophesied that for years. And when I say funerals are coming, you already know that if they're coming, it means that somebody's going to be in them. And so I will stop the video here. The Lord is saying that there is a direct link and correlation between human sin and the disasters that we see coming, the flooding, the storms, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, the lava, the volcanoes starting to go off. There is a direct trend between that and the trend of men saying that they're women and women saying that there are men where people graduate from wearing secret underwear to eventually coming out to actually mutilating their bodies in some case to try and rebuild what was already perfectly built. And this is how Satan works. He will first defile your mind by projecting thoughts to people. And then he will snare those who actually entertain those thoughts. And then once those thoughts have gone down like little seeds in you, they will come up bearing fruit. And that's how people find themselves on a journey that can end in terrible damage to their souls. And I have been warning straight men, if you don't stay away from porn, and if you do not go to the Lord and learn how to fight the battle against lust, even lust for women, that will serve as a crack for same-sex attraction to come in. And you will find yourself starting to wonder about men. It will start like men walking by you and you're thinking, that's a good-looking brother. And you will tell yourself, there's nothing gay about that. If a man is handsome, he's handsome. Watch out. That's a good-looking brother. You start looking at his face and then you start thinking how he's got those linebacker shoulders and maybe you need to work out more. So you'll go and join the gym, which is full of men in very little clothing. And I don't need to tell you what slippery slopes look like. I'm sure you can work out the rest for yourself.
A man is not a woman. A woman is not a man. A man shall not lie with another man as he does with a woman. And the woman should not give themselves over to vile passions and prefer one another over the man that they were made for. I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you to all of you who support the channel. God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. These are things for us to ruminate on. Chew on them in your mind the way a cow chews grass, chews it, swallows it, and then coughs it back up again to chew it. That is how we should munch on the true things. God is not speaking to culture here. If the Bible says that a man should not lie with a man as he does with a woman, that means that as far back as then, men were doing that. And we saw the response of God in Sodom and Gomorrah. He burned them to sulfur, ash, and tar. The tar pit is still there. People are taking trips. They make vacations to go out there to the Middle East and look at the place where God burned human beings to salt and lime. He is the same God. He's not speaking about the culture and the gender politics of America. He is speaking to eternal things that you cannot come to Eden where perfection was made and be like the serpent who tried to get Adam and Eve to be like God. You cannot be like God. You cannot remake what is made. That is not thankfulness. That is not wisdom. That is not gratefulness. That's what it says in Romans chapter 1. They were not thankful. That is one of the reasons that God handed them over to the reprobate mind. It says they would not worship the creator. They worshiped the creature. They were not thankful. They chose to ignore all the signposts that God made visible about who he is. That he created them, male and female. That he made them in his image. When you take what is in God's image and cut it up and chop it up, you wicked butchering doctors. It's no longer in his image. It's in the image of evil. It is Satan's picture that you are becoming. And is that what you want to go on your final report card with God? I would think not. These are eternal things. God doesn't just speak to the moment, to the Biden administration or to Obama's administration that set the tone for all this. God is speaking about things that he has been warning about since there was man. And the same judgment that they received in the Bible People will receive it now. You cannot sin the same sin and think that you will have a different outcome. You cannot. You will not. Because God is true to himself. He's consistent. He always goes by his word. I'm pointing to my Bible off screen. It's never far from me. Because for it to be far from me means that I am far from God. Woe betide the person who departs from the word of God. That path that you're on, it leads to a brick kiln burning at 10 million billion degrees Celsius, Fahrenheit, whatever denomination you use in your nation. You have one soul. Do not play games with it. God bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye.